Hello, and welcome to Tech Takeaways, the podcast addressing key tech challenges in bite-sized chunks. Uh, in today's episode, I'm Jason Fitzgerald, as I am in every episode. And as always, I'm joined by Wayne Miller. Hi. And Paul Stringfellow. Which I'm only Paul Stringfellow in this episode. I'm not Paul Stringfellow in every episode. True, true, true. Uh, so today's episode is all around cloud migration. So uh, looking at the challenges associated with migration to clouds, um, some uh, areas that you need to pay particular attention to, and really sharing our experience. Um, so, Paul, I'm going to come to you straight from the off. Cloud migration, uh, why is it important to not just lift and shift everything into a cloud provider? I think, firstly, it's a great question because, um, um, you know, I think a lot of the time that's people's idea, or maybe traditionally that has been people's idea of that, that kind of cloud migration is oh, well, I don't take all this stuff that runs in my data center now because all the cool kids are playing in the cloud. So why don't we just go and do it Do it over there? Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, you know, and actually we've had this conversation with a, with a customer this week, haven't we, about thinking about cloud migration. And actually, your starting point for this is why are you doing it in the first place? You know, and I think this, this kind of is part of answering that question. So you've got to ask the reason why, because there's a number of reasons why people might want to move to cloud. Now, I think some of the projects we're working on at the moment around this, you know, some people want to move to cloud because they no longer want an on-premises data center. Yeah. So they're looking at, can I have that stuff somewhere else? Some people want flexibility and scale. You know, we're, we're recording this right now, actually, well, um, you know, so I'm going to date the podcast immediately. But while Eurovision's happening here in Liverpool, now to deploy something like Eurovision, you need to be able to scale really, really rapidly for a short time. So some people will use cloud because cloud's brilliant for that. You know, doing that in your data center, your data centers are terrible at that. Cloud is built for, for exactly that. And then you've also got the idea that we want to move away from this kind of capex circle that we're in as organizations where we deploy some infrastructure, we let it run for three, four, five years, and then in five years we go through all the pain of going through another capex process, buy some new infrastructure, do that, you know. So they want to move to, as many of us are, this kind of operational cost model where we're just subscribing to services, applications, and we're just paying for them. So, you know, understanding why you're moving to cloud is a big part of, of getting that cloud journey right and then starts to answer the question about why would I want to lift and shift this? Well, actually, if what you really want to do is just keep doing more of the same thing but just put it somewhere else, mm -hmm. you're going to get you're probably going to get two problems with that. One is you're not going to take advantage of what cloud can do and it's going to cost you an awful lot of money to kind of lift and shift things that you run on-prem 24-7 with no thought about how much it costs and then go and stick that inside of Azure or AWS and then get the monthly bill that goes with it. So hopefully that kind of answered it a little bit. Yeah, that's great. So I, I was going to ask a question. Cloud's been around for a while. You know, uh, it's not new. But why are companies now looking at, uh, I mean, some companies have gone to cloud and come back. It's a different conversation. But why are we seeing more conversations now about um, moving to cloud? Because the, I think historically, the answer was the cloud. What was the question again? I think it's changed now, hasn't it, to be fair? So why now and what's changed? What's making it? Is it cost? Is it operational? What? I think, again, it's a mix of things. Um, you know, I think you know, all the things that we've just talked about in terms of why, why are people doing that and understanding the end goal. But some of the things that are driving that now, so, I mean, sometimes it's just opportunity. So sometimes it's just that an organization is at a point in a refresh cycle. And actually that's a a conversation we've been having this week with with a you know a sizable organization you know that they are looking at we're about to go through this kind of refresh cycle and actually as a business we want to move to an operational cost model we don't want to go through that again so that's so that that's one so driver it's timing as well yeah. but, but sometimes you know the drivers are kind of bigger picture stuff so 
I don't want to run data centers because data centers are expensive. So actually, I would be better off moving that off to a, a third party where almost let them absorb the cost because, you know, cost of power, you know, it, it continues mm-hmm. to rise, but the cost of cooling, the environmental impact to doing this, you know, and there's a whole conversation around the environmental impact of hyperscaler data centers, you know, and, and you know, and our, um, you know, some, some of you may have seen the show that uh, Panorama ran about whether yeah. cloud was, um, you know, killing the planet or whatever, the, yeah. whatever the title was. So there's a big, big, big conversation around that, but actually for businesses who've got these kind of, um, you know, social governance goals, some of that kind of idea of getting this stuff out of our data centre and almost move the problem somewhere else. So that, that can be a driver as well. You know, Jason, is some of the drivers you're seeing as well? Yeah, I, th- I think that it's it's almost like in a, a, an inflection point where we a lot of businesses adopted M365, G Suite, other cloud technologies as part of kind of remote working as part of COVID and have seen good success from that rollout, so much so that they, they continue to use it today. Um, and they've seen value from doing that and are looking to say, well, actually, we've got this kind of aging infrastructure, which we are responsible for. You know, we've got an IT department, or maybe we don't have an IT department, and we're paying for someone else to be our IT department to manage that for us. So we've got this aging infrastructure, and we've seen the value of cloud with other things we've done. So there's this um, reflection period that currently now within our customer base where people are looking at it and saying, I've got these servers, they're maybe five years old, they're coming up to what we would typically call a refresh period where we would refresh them and we would do essentially the same again. We would build up the infrastructure and continue to manage them ourselves. But we really want to look at what cloud can add to that. You know, Can we consume it in an easier fashion where we pay less for it or potentially we get more value from what we're currently paying anyway. So the cost is the same, but actually the value is more. And 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 kind of looking at looking at that to say, well, where are we going to be in five years? Does it make sense to do what we're doing now for the next five years, given that we've got a lot of cloud native technologies um, built into, into into the cloud providers? You know, if we if we take uh, Microsoft Azure for example, companies that had SQL server on site would typically build them up in a HA fashion, so multiple servers, and have to look after them, make sure that they're online to serve the database that that the applications use. Well, that is now consumable as SQL as a service, direct from Microsoft. So Microsoft charge a a fixed price per month for it. Um, They guarantee the uptime of it, and they manage it all for you. So if that is cheaper than running it in-house. Of course, organizations are right to look at that as, you know, it, it, is that a, a valid consideration? Yeah, and I think, I mean, just to add to that as well, I think there's, there's a couple of things there. You know, one of the things that I've often talked about with, with customers is this idea of use cloud tactically. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, there was a period where everybody was talking about cloud first and, and what they meant by cloud first was everything must run in the cloud. Yeah. But cloud first is perfectly valid as an approach as long as it's cloud first when appropriate to do so. So, you know, Jason just gave a really good example there of there's things that cloud is really, really good at. And then there's things that cloud maybe is not right at for every organization. You know, and it's and it's about using those things that that cloud is good at and using them as kind of your initial foray into to moving into cloud. So which is why we see lots of people moving to Microsoft 365 as a, a, you know, as their first step into cloud yeah. or, or maybe another SaaS platform, but they see that as a first place because they've taken a specific application, 
They've looked at what that might look at in the future. So, so often when people move to 365, the first thing to go is exchange. Yeah. And part of the reason of that, because maintaining a always available on-premises Microsoft Exchange infrastructure, it, it can be hard work, you know, and you might want that over multiple sites. There's a whole bunch of things you need to consider. Putting that inside of Microsoft 365, which also adds, you know, flexibility and scale, but also adds security capabilities that you you might not otherwise do on-prem. Making sure, of course, uh, re- referencing a previous episode, you're it's backing up, up uh, yeah. your things in Microsoft 365. But, you know, so so that kind of tactical use of cloud is a, is a really interesting point. And finding things that cloud does that you find difficult to do in any other way is, is a great starting point. So an, another really good starting point we see is the idea of using cloud as a long-term repository for backup, cloud as a DR location, because actually those kind of things can be can, can be difficult to do, can be expensive to set up on-prem, but actually with or within your organization, but actually doing them in the cloud can be potentially straightforward. But one thing I did I did want to add to this is that many conversations we've had with customers start with, I want to move my stuff to the cloud. One of the questions that I like to come back with is, are you sure? What you're at, is the thing you're actually asking is, I want to run my stuff inside of Azure, I want to run my stuff inside of AWS, or is your reason for wanting to run stuff in the cloud a different reason? So we talked about, I don't want on-premises infrastructure anymore. I don't want to, I want to use an OPEX model. Yeah, that we does, want a big CapEx. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't mean I need to move to a public cloud or a hyperscaler. What that means is, I don't want to run stuff on-premises anymore. I don't. I want to use an OPEX model. That doesn't have to be in the public cloud because there's a whole bunch of considerations around public cloud in terms of cost management, uh, you know, um, complexity of, of design. Lots of these things you can kind of give to maybe a provider who's more local to you who can just lift that stuff away from you. Okay, so you're moving data center effectively. Yeah, and but but using kind of the cloud model. So yeah. again, subscription services, uh, the ability to quickly scale. You know, lots of yeah, these providers okay. are, are able to do that. So, so I think understanding the reason you're talking about cloud migration at all. And it doesn't necessarily mean public cloud when you talk about it. Um, is there any no-nos for moving to cloud as in, oof, we shouldn't have done that or we've seen that and that, that didn't work, you know, SQ, you know, is there? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, there's, I've, I've seen a number of occasions where companies have gone full scale into cloud and not so quickly realized that probably wasn't the best way to do it. Um and, and that is often a lift and shift approach. So we've got a, a collection of virtual machines on, on site, um, you know, maybe, maybe in a VMware or Hyper-V infrastructure, and they literally lift everything as is into cloud, which is often the most expensive way to do it. Because if we look at those virtual machines as workloads, they're, they're often turned on 24-7. They are consuming bandwidth and you're still responsible for them. So all of those costs that went with maintaining that service or uptime is still there. Just now it's a different skill set because you're managing it in the cloud. In in some cases, it's a different skill set because you're managing it in the cloud. And where that has happened, they've seen costs being dramatically higher than they expected um, because, you know, you kind of look at it and say, okay, well, to run a virtual machine is, is X, but uh, there's a lot of unforeseen costs, you know, such as bandwidth in ingest and, and egress costs as well with that. Um, so we always encourage to uh, understand what it is that you've got workload-wise and, and try to align that with what can the cloud do within 
the actual features of that cloud. You know, I mentioned SQL as a service. Prime example, if you were to lift and shift an SQL server into uh, into Azure, for example, that is running 24-7, you're paying for that VM at a higher cost than what you're paying for SQL as a service. The difference is Microsoft are managing that SQL as a service, whereas on the VM, you're managing that. Um, so I think, I think that's probably a, a, a no-no. You know, I, w- I, would, I would strongly encourage people not to just lift and shift whole environments in because that can become quite costly quite quickly. And, and in some cases, it can be quite tricky to, to bring it back out again. Um, so I think, uh, Paul... Yeah, I think actually that that kind of that final point as well is, is a really important one. I mean, one of the things that I'll, I'll always talk to people about as they consider migrating to cloud, whatever cloud might be, is think about day one, how do you get it back? Yeah. So actually, if, if circumstances change for, for whatever yeah. reason, you know, consider what does bringing this back look like and how complicated can that be? You know, because Jason said, there's lots of charges that people may not consider that they're going to be impacted by by pulling all of their data and infrastructure back out, but you know, we I mean, we call the show tech takeaways, don't we? So, so I thought maybe you know, there's probably three takeaways that I'd, I'd want somebody watching this to think about if they're thinking about kind of the future of, of their infrastructure. You know, whether that's cloud migration or whether that's something else. So, you know, your starting point for me, very much your starting point is understand why you're doing it. So appreciate the reason you're moving to cloud in the first place. And what does success look like? So what does success criteria look like for you as an organization? Is it to move from CapEx to OpEx? Is it so you don't want on-prem data centers, so just not having on-prem data centers, whatever that might be? Your second step then is to kind of fully assess and understand the things that you've currently got you know, so so what does what does your current environment look like? So we we go through a process a lot of times with customers that we call service mapping. So understanding what services you run because you're not. Jason said a few times there, and he's absolutely right. You don't want to lift and shift. So not this infrastructure just running somewhere else. It's looking at how do I take this service that I run and run that in a cloud like infrastructure. So you do a lot of work around understanding. What does this service do and move it? What does moving it look like? How does it impact other things? What are the things do we do we need to do? And that can be quite a long long involved process. I mean, there are software tools out there that can help you to do that and do it more effectively, but but that's that's a really important part. And then that third thing is to think about um, how do I get it back? You know, so make sure that that's part of your design, you know, because don't, you know, we, we talked on a previous episode about I've put everything in the cloud, so isn't everything just taken care of for, for me? This is exactly the same with kind of infrastructure and platforms going into this kind of environments. You've still got to think about this in the same way that you think about how you do, how you architect this inside your own data center. Think about the same kind of resilience, the same kind of availability, the same kind of recovery processes, data protection. You've know, still got to think about all these things. So you know, so yeah, understand why you're doing it, assess what you've got, and then then you can think how how do I get it there, and then have a plan for getting it back. And there's a whole bunch of other things you could wrap around it, but you know, we, we don't have. We don't have all day to talk about this kind of stuff. <laughs> and, well, I think it's another podcast or, or a simpleton question I will ask. Do we need to back it up? Of course we do. Yeah, and, and, and backing up cloud infrastructure. So, again, there's, there's the backing up cloud infrastructure is not a straightforward conversation. Because is that another cloud, podcast? It, it is, okay. because cloud infrastructure <laughs> itself is very different. Yeah. You know, running virtual machines yeah. inside a cloud That's is very true. different from running you know, microservices running Kubernetes and containers, uh, you know, n- another buzzword on the buzzword bingo there uh, that, that I've done. So, you know, so absolutely, but it's not, it's not a single, you can't just buy a backup my cloud stuff solution because there's lots of different cloud stuff that you need to protect. So it's a great question. Absolutely. Yes. 
but it's a more complicated question than than I've got time for today. Yeah, okay. and, and when we when we look at enterprise IT, you know, if we look at the uh, lessons learned over thirty years of delivering enterprise IT, none of that goes away with cloud. You still need to consider those. Um, uh, with uh, with careful consideration, you know, just because you can go and turn things on in a cloud doesn't necessarily mean that you should just jump in. And can we get Terminator into <laughs> cloud or is the... I'm not sure we can in this episode, maybe okay. in a next film, Okay, perhaps. And maybe okay. on that bombshell. On that bombshell. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Uh, dropping episodes weekly, uh, so Tuesdays. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including YouTube.